Pope Pius XII said, All the saints, no doubt, were the great servants of Mary. All of them led souls to her. Montfort is, without contest, one of those who has labored most ardently and most efficaciously in making her known and served. Who is St. Louis Marie de Montfort? I'm with Brother Oliver Abasola of the Montfort Missionaries. My name is Ted Patulan, and this is the Cause of Our Joy podcast. Hello, friends. We are continuing our mini-series about Marian consecration. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome once again a dear brother of mine, a brother in Christ and Mary, Brother Oliver Abasolo of the Montfort Missionaries. I, I am so happy because our topic today is very close to my heart and very close to the heart of Brother Oliver. It's about Marian consecration. And you know what, brothers and sisters, my dear friends, I cannot think of anybody else to invite. You know why? Because I believe that this friend of mine, this brother of mine, has truly offered his life to Jesus through Mary. You know what? In fact, in all his decisions in life, he always consults our Blessed Mother. And he patiently waits for the response of Blessed Mother. So my dear friends, let's all welcome once again Brother Oliver Abasolo. Hello, Brother Oliver. Welcome to Cause of Our Joy podcast. Uh, thank you very much, Ted, for your kind invitation and good evening to everyone. Ave Maria. Brother Oliver, I, I've been meaning to ask you, are you back in the UK for good? Uh, not for good yet. I'm here only for vacation. So I'm currently doing my pastoral ministry with um, the Catholic charity called Stella Maris. Wow. So I'm staying with community in Ashhurst so I'm doing a full month uh, and then I'll be back in Rome for my theological studies around uh, September when do you actually finish um for what for my theological studies or the entire journey to become a priest uh, it's I still have uh three more years please God uh, when I go back to Rome uh, coming September, I'll have my renewal of vows, but then my um, educational and for the academic year will start in October. Wow. You know, brother, rest assured that I'll be praying for you. And we have so many things to unpack tonight. So I'm so excited. So brother Oli, can I ask you to offer a prayer to our Blessed Mother and consecrate this episode to our Blessed Mother, please? Sure. Okay, let us... Be reminded that we are always in God's presence and our dear mother um, is always with us and we greet her tonight as we pray the angelic salutation. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for Fresh. us. Saint Louis Marie de Montfort, pray for us. Fresh. Holy men and women, 
pray for us. Pray for us. Ave Maria. Brothers and sisters, you know, for all your for for your information, it was actually Brother Oli who indirectly inspired me to consecrate my life to Jesus through Mary. And I'm never gonna deny that. And you know why? I said I said indirectly because we don't really live close to each other. I mean, he's he's in mm-hmm. the south of England, I'm in the north. But I've known him for many years. You know, just observing him from afar, I know that how much he loves our blessed mother. And that inspired me to also offer my life to Jesus through Mary. So, Brother Oli, before anything else, can you just tell all of us how you've grown to love our Blessed Mother and how did you acquire this love and devotion to Mary? Um, So, for me, looking back at my own journey on this uh, love and devotion to our Blessed Mother, it started when... I was quite young at an early age, and it basically started in in my own family. Now, my dear mother has been instrumental on the development of my devotion and affection to our dear mother, to our blessed Mary. Um, And when we were younger, and even when we were growing up, uh, the Holy Rosary, especially the recitation every night, has always been part of the family for other prayers dedicated to our Blessed Mother. And I was educated uh, by the Jesuit Fathers since elementary up to university. That's also in a way has given me an impetus in terms of the nourishment um, spiritually. But above all, my involvement with the Marian organizations, like for example, at my high school time with the Legion of Mary, and then subsequently in my high school years, with the involvement of uh, with the world, uh, world Apostolate of Fatima, which used to be called the Blue Army of Our Lady Fatima. That has really molded me in terms of my love and profound devotion to Mary. Brother Oliver, what made you con- decide to consecrate your life to Jesus through Mary? And what made you choose the method of St. Louis Marie de Montfort? So um, in my high school years, I said I was involved with the Legion of Mary. So we have a handbook and it talks about the life of um, St. Louis. Obviously, his um, way of Marian devotion is the consecration to Jesus through Mary. So when I was in my high school, I I read two of his books, which are very famous. One of which is basically called The Secret of Mary. And the other one is the true devotion to Mary. And obviously, um, in my university life, I've read other books like The Secret of the Rosary. But my devotion, how he presented Mary, and how he presented Mary to make us more closer to Jesus, I have experienced that for myself, that Mary can always bring us closer to Jesus. Amen. Yeah, it's sort of like building a personal relationship with her son. And I remember in the early 1980s, I did my first consecration, but the formal 33 days of preparation, I think it was in the year 1990s. And I I did follow a a special booklet, um, which I'll just quickly show you. Around 2006, I've made um, this kind of consecration according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort. Um, 
And it's through the works and the inspiration of this modern organization, the Legion of Mary and the World of Pasika Fatima, that paved uh, greatly, especially um, every 25th of March as we renew the, it's a very fit feast day of Our Lady um, as the Feast of the Annunciation. And St. Louis Marie Montfort advocates that, you know, when Christ the Lord, the incarnate word became flesh and he brought among us. And that's how we more or less respond to this invitation, just like Mary, our yes, and our yes, yes to her would be a yes truly, you know, um, that can and, and offer everything, all that we are and all that we have without any reservation. Brother Oliver, who was St. Louis Marie de Montfort before priesthood? Did he have any Marian devotion? When he was young, yes. Um, so he he he's a, a a French saint. Basically, he was born in the 17th century. He was also educated by the Jesuits. Uh, he ca he came from a very big, large family, and one of his favorite uh, sister uh, called um, Beyond, um, who became at the later years in her life a religious sister. He. Um, St. Louis Marie de Montfort, and at an early age, always um, encouraged um, his young sister to have this love and devotion to Mary. So at an early age, he has this great love and devotion to Mary. And this is manifested in the life of St. Louis Marie de Montfort um, in his love for the poor and the suffering. And obviously, he has been um, a, a great promoter of uh, the rosary, especially yes. with his book on the secret of the rosary. Uh, he's been sort of like a, a, an apostolic missionary in order to propagate the reign of Christ through our blessed. Now it is widely known that his books were only discovered more than 100 years after his death. How much do we know about his priesthood? Because I know that he was only a priest for 16 years and yet in those 16 years, he did so many great works. Um, I know that he walked from France to, uh, to, to Rome to speak with the Pope. I know yes. that he also built um, a monument to the Passion of Christ. And yes. then on the dedication day, it got destroyed. Mm -hmm. So how was he as a priest? You, you are very right in saying that. So he, um, his motto, basically, um, you know, you're, you're very right in pointing out that he had a walk from France to Rome to ask the Holy Father, and it was during the time of Clement XI, okay? And at this time, he was given a title and the authority as a missionary apostle, missionary apostle, not, not to go to Canada, where he, that was his desire to preach and to be a missionary uh, in Canada. But the, the Holy Father asked him to go back to France and do the mission there. He only, um, he died um, his feast day as we celebrate for the whole Universal Church on the 28th of April, very young at the age of 43. Mm -hmm. But he have lived a life um, where he became the apostle of the cross and the rosary. He, he has always been, um, he always say this, especially in his writing, that the eternal crucified, which is Jesus himself, is the wisdom, okay? That wisdom is the cross 
and the cross is wisdom. So in all his life, as what you've pointed out, especially he made uh, this very great monument in Pontia too, um, wherein it's a life-size statues of the Passion of the Lord. Uh, this was destroyed just a day before the, the blessing, the scheduled blessing. But if you visit, if you visit France, I think it has been re-erected um, again in honor of uh, the mystery because Christ, the eternal wisdom, the crucified Lord, is our way forward, you know, how we can obtain that wisdom. And it is through Mary, who is the seat of wisdom. Now, it, it, it's very, it, it is very, um, you know, interesting because just this year, around 20 of July, 1947, just a couple of weeks ago, it was the 75th anniversary of his canonization. Yes. Uh, was uh, Pope Pius XII canonized um, St. Louis-Marie de Grignon de Montfort. And obviously the presence of the Montfort missionaries in our country here in Great Britain, uh, we've been present here for the last 80 years, so since 1942. And that's the charism of Montfort becoming a missionary for the cross and of the rosary. And obviously for us who are... Um, Following the example that he has started, we also, you know, be more zealous, especially in bringing souls to Christ through Mary at Hesum for Maria. Now, Brother Oliver, let's go to his book, True Devotion to Mary. Now, okay. this is one of his most famous books. Mm -hmm. In fact, my dear brothers and sisters, we both encourage you to get a copy of this book and read it even if you're not thinking of consecrating yourselves to Mary. Brother Oliver, according to St. Louis Marie de Montfort, what is total consecration to Mary? Okay. Total consecration to before before um, I will answer that, allow me to, in a way, um, you know, define what is consecration. Okay. Um, you know, the, this great book, which I have on my hand here, it has been, you know, published um, since 1843, um, after it was lost basically for more than 100, actually 130 years. Now it was during the French Revolution. And consecration in itself basically means is setting. It's, it comes from the Latin word, so we can understand the mindset of St. Louis de Montfort. Consecration comes from the Latin word consecrare or consecratum which basically means to make sacred, okay? Mm -hmm. So to make sacred is you set apart something for holy use. Like for example, I have uh, I have um, a, a cup here. I can use it to drink my water. But then for example, a chalice, you can use that for daily use when you have something to drink for wine that is consecrated, that is set apart for holy use, and that is only used for the holy sacrament of the mass, okay? It can also mean consecration to dedicate something to God, okay? For example, you dedicate yourself from being a lay person, you make your own vows, just like myself, I belong to religious um, one-part missionaries, I'm setting myself for God or to God. Or it is something to devote something to a special use. Like, for example, a table as well. We don't use, uh, when we celebrate Mass, we don't use an ordinary table. 
there's always that table that is only used for that sacrament. So, in other words, consecration for St. Louis de Montfort. Um, what talks about that spirituality of total consecration to Jesus through the hands of Mary can be a way or a powerful engine for spiritual growth and formation because you are trying to pattern, to conform your life, just like our Blessed Mother who, who said her fiat, in order to be entirely conformed and belong to Jesus himself. And that is the, the meaning of total consecration of St. Umar de Montfort, that all that we are and all that we have, our body, our soul, all our possessions, whether um, something monetary, financial, or spiritual, are all offered and consecrated, surrendered entirely with love to Jesus through Mary. It is a beautiful way. It's a way of life. It is not just something you do, you know, when you like it or you want it, but it's a way of life of following the Lord more closely and more intimately. And it's a total consecration proposed by Saint Mary de Montfort. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, my dear friends, there's no other person who had an intimate relationship with Jesus and his very own mother. So that's why, when we want to follow Jesus, we need to be like Mary, and to be like Mary, we need to consecrate our lives to our Blessed Mother. Now, I'm gonna quote directly from the book of Saint Louis Marie de Montfort, and this is exactly what Brother Oliver said. Saint Louis Marie de Montfort said that consecration is the giving our the giving of ourselves entirely and altogether to Our Lady in order to belong entirely and altogether to, to Jesus by her. We must give her, first, our body with all its senses and its members, second, our soul with all its powers, third, our exterior goods of fortune, whether present or to come, fourth is our interior and spiritual goods, which are our merits and our virtues, and our good works, past, present, and future. Now, why did I mention this? Because like what Brother Oliver said, true consecration to Mary is giving of ourselves. Now, Brother Oliver St. Louis described true consecration as also being slaves of Mary. So what does it mean to become a slave of Mary? Um, actually, these are like synonymous terms. When we say perfect consecration to Jesus is when you offer, you become a slave. Okay, you, it's, it's not something in the connotation of the world of being a slave, someone you're subjected, being controlled, but a slave of love, a slavery of love. You offer entirely, as what you've said, all that you are, all that you have, all those merits that have actually you've gained in the past, in the present, and in the future, all out of love, for the love of God. And that is basically when, when you look at the first um, true devotion number one, um, St. Louis wrote there, okay, a, slow, a holy slavery of love can be addressed in this particular um, verse or this phrase from true devotion number one, that it was through the Blessed Virgin Mary, that Jesus Christ came into the world, okay? Christ used our Blessed Mother, and it actually presents 
the fact of this great mystery of the incarnation. And he presented um, further by saying, it is also through her that he must reign in the world. So what it basically means, it indicates that the incarnation of Christ is not yet completed, but it is ongoing. And we need to surrender. We need to cast ourselves, offer ourselves in the way of perfection, in that perfection of a perfect consecration to Jesus through Mary. And he calls that, you know, the, as what he quoted earlier, in giving oneself entirely to Mary so we can belong to Jesus entirely through her. And that is actually true devotion one-to-one. -one. If, if you look at your, if those who are familiar with the book, that is quite specific. He wrote that the perfect consecration in order to belong to Jesus is a perfect consecration to Mary. And that is the holy slavery. You belong to Jesus through our, our Blessed Virgin Mary. It is synonymous because some people, especially those scrupulous, would say, why would you use Mary? But because Mary is a perfect model of obedience, of saying fiat, okay? Wherever the spirit of Mary is, the Holy Spirit will fly into that soul in order to form Jesus in that very soul who accepted Mary and eventually will form Jesus in that very soul who, make the, who makes the act of perfect consecration. So in short, by the consecration, everything we are and have, you know, as I've mentioned, as you have mentioned, possession, you know, are brought into contact with the Lord, with Jesus. So it requires an open, to be open to the action of the Holy Spirit more than before. It is very important that we must be led in all things by the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Mary. Remember, St. Louis de Montfort said that Mary is the beloved daughter of God the Father. He is the mother of God the Son and the inseparable spouse of the Holy Spirit. So the Spirit of Mary is the Spirit of God. You know, God is dwelling in her, through her, in her, for her. So it is synonymous, okay? Um, I'll give you one example. When Elizabeth gave her the praise, blessed are you among women, she did not keep that to herself, but she glorified God. And that is how, when we put our trust to our blessed mother, she offers that to Jesus perfectly. You know, Brother Oliver, just after Mass tonight, I, I went back home. I was actually reflecting on the incarnation and the, and the mystery of incarnation. And I, I'm reaffirmed of what you said earlier that, you know, God used Mary to give Jesus to us. But St. Louis Marie de Montfort also said that God used Mary to, to give Jesus to us. Because we are unworthy to receive Jesus through our own hands. That's why we, God had to use Mary who is his most perfect creation. Now, Brother Oliver, now we were, we've been talking about giving everything to God through Mary. Now, in true consecration, you know, from the message that I quoted earlier, um, true consecration is also giving our good, 
merits, the, the, the merits of our good virtues to, to our Lord God through Mary. Now, you know, people might be hesitant to do this because there's a risk here that if we give everything to Mary, including the, including the merits of our good works, there's not going to be any, anything left for us. So what can you say about this? Actually, um, I just gave a talk about total surrender. Okay, I think it could be easily understood in this way that if we surrender something, if we give up something, we expect in the human context and understanding, if we surrender something, I should be receiving something greater or important, you know? But when we give our merit, our good actions, our Blessed Mother will actually increase, will augment, and will um, offer, you know, um, not only will she keep that, but she will augment it with her own merits and virtues. So that when, when she offers this to Jesus, you know, it is more pleasing, our prayers is more pleasing and acceptable to God, acceptable to Jesus. We should not um, marry, according to St. Rima de Montfort, is the treasure of graces, okay? She has all that we um, would like to ask from her, for example, either material or spiritual, she can intercede for us if we have the right intention of asking. So when we offer something, for example, merits and our own personal good actions, uh, resulting from good deeds, for example, she will protect that because of our concupiscence of the flesh, of our fallen nature. We can always go into falling to either venial or mortal sin, but Our Lady, through her intercession and being the uh, the channel of grace, will provide for us especially for the grace of holy perseverance. So, do not be afraid, in a way to offer um, everything to Mary because she will offer everything to Jesus. She will augment and she'll offer her own virtues and merits to Jesus and to the Father. It was also Saint Louis Marie de Montfort who said that what Mary does with our offerings is Mary makes everything, our offering, more pleasing to God. What Mary does is she puts us on a silver platter so it would be more pleasing to, to a king. Now, my dear friends, the, the more the most important thing to remember is the theological virtue of charity is not just love, okay? Not just loving. Charity means sacrificial love. So we give our merits to Mary so Mary could also give those merits to the people who need God's grace more. And yeah. think of it this way. We all know that God cannot be outdone in generosity. So Mary, who is God's most perfect creation, and like what Brother Oliver said, Mary, the dispenser of all grace, would also be never outdone in generosity. So rest assured that whenever we empty ourselves of our merits, Mary will surely take care of us. Now, Brother Oliver, going to more practical questions, is this method of St. Louis Marie de Montfort difficult? To be honest with you, in my own personal experience, I've said, I've done it in the 1980s. And then you are asked if you've done your consecration because it actually needs to be done within 33 days. Okay, But what is very important, and this is in line to what you just said uh, on the previous question, 
asked for a special grace of holy perseverance because it is not easy. Okay, we encourage everyone to read this this important um, work of Saint Marie de Montfort. But equally, you ask for the grace of holy perseverance. Okay, I will just quickly read through um, True Devotion one one four because of as what uh, we have mentioned that this devotion, this perfect devotion, has been in a way, you know, buried for almost um, a century, more than a century, it was 130 years, okay? And this is what um, St. Louis-Marie de Montfort said, they shall even attack, so they, you know, the evil, the evil one, they shall even attack and persecute those who shall read and carry it out in practice, okay? Um, basically, there was also this uh, early prediction that I have clearly foreseen that raging beasts will come in fury to tear to pieces with their diabolical teeth. This little book and the Holy One, the Holy Spirit made use of to write it, or they will cause it at least to lie hidden in darkness and silence of a chest and so prevent it from seeing the light of day. And this prediction was literally fulfilled in the manuscript was this, the very book was written in 1712, four years before he died. But then this book was found in 1842. And the, the first one that I've mentioned that they shall even attack those who curse and, and persecute those who shall read. So ask for that grace and protection, especially from the Holy Mother, that you continue not only being zealous on the first few days of your preparation for the reign of Christ in your soul, but will persevere until you make that final consecration to Jesus, the hands of Mary. Friends, allow me to share my experience. Was it difficult for me? Uh, if you listen to my previous podcast, I shared that when I first did the Marian consecration for the methods of St. Louis, it was really, in a way, nonsense because I did not really follow through. There was no deeper conversion in me. And I'm sure Brother Oliver knows that. But when I took it seriously, um, it you know it had so many fruits and conversion um, deep within me. Now my dear brothers and sisters, reading and and reading the book, okay, reading the actual book was manageable for me because I love reading books. But that's just one aspect of things. You know, you need to actually find time to read and reflect on what St. Louis Marie de Montfort is teaching in his book. Okay, and like what Brother Oliver said, there's there is like a 33-day consecration, but before that, there are loads of teachings about our Blessed Mother. Okay. Now, what I found difficult was the application of what I've learned from St. Louis Marie de Montfort. And was difficult because I had to make a conscious effort to stay away from occasions of sin, to make you know confession and praying the rosary daily a regular habit. Okay, so you know it's a complete change of life, my dear brothers and sisters. So difficult, but in a way, what I also realized it is like what Brother Oliver is saying is, it was easy in a way because our Blessed Mother was there for me, and she helped me when I was struggling. St. Louis Marie de Montfort said that the children of Mary, those who consecrated their lives to her, okay, they're not actually spared of the causes of life. 
In fact, they will be carrying heavier crosses and they will have more difficult struggles. But what does Mary do? St. Louis Marie de Montfort said that Mary preserves all the crosses in the sugar of her maternal sweetness so that they swallow them like preserved fruits, how bitter they may be in themselves. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say here is Mary makes our struggles easier to bear. Now, Brother Oliver, can you walk us through the actual process of making an act of total consecration to Mary following St. Louis Marie de Montfort's method? Okay, um, there, there as what I have said, is a 33 days preparation before you reach the, the day wherein you will consecrate yourself to Jesus through our Blessed Mother. So you need to find one Marian feast of Our Lady, okay? For example, just give you an example um, on this book because it gives you a guide. Um, if you wanted to have um, today, um, obviously, around August 15, no? August 15 will be coming soon. If you're going to make the act of consecration on August 15, you should have done your day one of preparation since July 13, so 30 days beforehand, okay? And just like, for example, on the 25th of March, which is quite common um, question, and and most people do the consecration on 25th of March, they'll do it 32 days before, which would then be February 20. Now, it is divided into four parts, okay, for those who desire to take up the special devotion uh, to Jesus through Mary. So the 12 days will be spent in emptying ourselves of the spirit of the world. And that is very, very important. Um, because the spirit of the world, okay, we are in the world, but we are not for the world, okay? We have to empty all those things that are opposed to the spirit of Jesus, okay? And the 12 days are spent in terms of knowing, it's, it's knowing or the knowledge of the world, okay? And we continue to examine, we pray, and we practice our renunciation of our own personal will, we do our mortification, all of this, 12 days will be done, okay? And then the three weeks, remaining three weeks, seven each or seven days each, are very important because the next one, um, we, after we renounce the spirit of the world, we try to imbue um, ourselves with the spirit of Jesus, through the most blessed virgin. So the first week will then be the knowledge about yourself, okay, not the world, and then you look about, you examine about yourself, and the knowledge the next week would be about the knowledge of Mary, and the last would be the knowledge of Christ. It is true that true devotion to the blessed virgin is, is um, something to do with Mary, but if we looked at it, the true devotion to our Blessed Mother, will always lead us to Jesus. Mm. That's why it's Christocentric. Because the end of your preparation, after you know yours, after you have emptied yourself from the spirit of the world, after you know yourself, okay, and after you know about the Blessed Virgin Mary, you will try to have that knowledge of Christ. 
And this is in total uh, 33 days. And there are set prayers that we have to, to do. For example, when you pray your rosary, when you ask the Holy Spirit to guide you, when we have the Ave Maristella, the litany and everything, all of this will be in one um, guide. Um, because, um, just briefly mentioned, the one, the portrait at the back, the original of this is actually um, in our um, seminary in Rome, okay? This talks about the true devotion. If you look at the book that he's holding, that's the true devotion, which is also called Treatise to Mary, or it could be Treatise to the Blessed Virgin, or it could, some books would say Treatise to Mary. But the original title really for this is, it is a preparation in order to bring the reign of Christ. The preparation, all of this preparation we're, what we have done in the 33 days will be to prepare ourselves for the reign of Christ that is in our heart. That Christ will reign in our hearts and our Blessed Mother will be the surest, easiest way to make Christ reign in our very own hearts. Uh, Brother Oliver, why does uh, St. Louis recommend that we choose a Marian feast day? So as, as, as what we've mentioned earlier about holy slavery, the role of Mary is very important. Okay? God has chosen her to be the vessel um, in order to bring salvation, which is in true devotion number one, as I've mentioned. So the, the, the important, um, especially the piece of the Annunciation when Christ became man and he dwelt among us, our lady, in a way, will help form Jesus in the latter times. And we are in the latter times, especially when, when, we, when we study about scriptures, for example, after the ascension of our Lord, we are in the era of the Holy Spirit, okay? And I, I've mentioned to you uh, earlier that wherever the Spirit of Mary is, which is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will fly into that very own soul. And in the incarnation, who was the, the product of the power of the Holy Spirit? It is Jesus. So if Mary is there, if we have Mary in our, you know, the way we think, the way we do, and it is through, within, and for, we also do everything through Jesus, with Jesus, in Jesus, and for Jesus, if we want the perfect consecration to Jesus through Mary. Now, Saint, we also said that we choose a Marian feast day because not only because, of course, on this day, our Blessed Mother will shower so many graces, but also it's, it's, it's easier for us to remember a Marian feast day. The idea is we renew our promises to our Blessed Mother every year. So that's, that's basically what Saint we said about choosing a Marian feast day. Now, Brother Oliver, is it better than as an, as an individual or as a group? Um, it has a pros and cons. Um, if you do, for me, I, I did my consecration initially on my own. But I think uh, there is also an advantage to doing with a group because, you know, as I've said, not only you try to pray for the Holy Perseverance, but at the same time, other people can encourage you to continue your journey with love and devotion to Mary. And obviously, when you do at the same time when you study, when you when you read the book, people can try to encourage you not to give up. Okay, um, 
obviously, you know, um, there is a great importance as well of others. You know, it's, as, as Catholic, we always believe with, you know, communion of saints. We pray the Holy Spirit, the, the saints and in heaven pray for us. But obviously for us who are journeying towards heaven, we can pray and intercede for each other. And that's that's the one of the uh, beautiful way when we do and prepare the consecration in the group. And if someone is guiding us, for example, and um, and if we have a guide to do it, and then someone who have done the actual consecration uh, be our way of support in a way that we can continue and finish our 32 days of consecration. Do we need a priest on our final day to consecrate us to Mary? Um, that's a very good question. Um, it is very important that, um, according to St. Louis-Marie de Montfort, that on, especially when you finish your 33, uh, your three weeks, you know, after you have given up the world, it is a very important that you do your confession. Okay, so you, you would need a priest for that. And after you make your Holy Communion, you make a this long prayer, um, which is the formula for the consecration. And it would be good if you say this after you receive Jesus um, in Holy Communion in the presence of a priest. That's, so basically after Holy Communion, you're attending a Mass, basically. But you have to make sure that you have to arrange that with the priest. I have attended such... Um, um, consecration. It's so beautiful. Um, and every day, especially now that you are consecrated to Jesus and to, uh, to Mary, it is also very important that before we receive the Holy Communion, Jesus, we ask the heart of Mary to receive Jesus. You know, it is not just us who will be receiving Jesus, but ask Mary to lend her pure and immaculate heart so we, we can receive Jesus, you know, like Mary embracing Jesus, so that, it can, that Jesus can come into our heart, into our soul, and into our whole being. Now, Brother Oliver, you mentioned giving up the world on, on our last day. You know, my dear friends, just practical examples in my own experience, and what do I do? So, for example, before I spend before I buy something, I always ask her, Blessed Mother, do I need to buy this? Do I need to buy this? Um, and, you know, before you know it, 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 you know, it stops you from, from spending on those things that you don't need. And before you know it, you'll realize that, okay, you, you're, you don't really need this thing. Okay, that's, that's one of the um, practical examples I could give, which I actually uh, practice. Uh, could you add to that, my dear brother Oliver? Uh, yes, um, St. Louis mentioned about interior and exterior, okay? Um, for example, like uh, the interior practice of devotion, of this devotion through within and for Mary. So when you say through Mary, okay, we are always led in the spirit of Mary. We always act in her spirit, okay? It is not our own spirit, which is corrupt, which... Even, even St. Louis Marie Montfort, even our very good action can be tainted with self-love. Mm -hmm. So it is very important that we are led by Mary's spirit and, in, and do everything, our action in her spirit, that we assume 
her way of thinking, her life stance. Okay, that's why what you've mentioned, do I need this or Mary or, you know, we see this, um, not this, uh, not our, in our own perspective, but in the eyes of our Blessed Mother with her spirit, which is the spirit of God. Okay, that, that is one of the interior practice of this devotion, something that we do through Mary. Um, allow me to explain what when, when Saint Limoy de Montfort said about with Mary. So we look at Mary and we are shaped by her. Okay, we are all her children. We, when we looked with her in the same direction in her eyes, we see whom do, whom do we see? We only see Jesus. We, we see her child and then we are gradually transformed into his image. Okay, that is how Mary will, will work into, in, in the soul of a person. So when we do in Mary, which is another interior practice of devotion, we dwell in Mary. In other words, we may be formed in our Lord and our Lord formed in us. You know, this is what he wrote into devotion because Mary is perfectly one with the Lord that we may come to the point of being in Christ dwelling in her. Remember, the Lord was in her, you know, she carried Jesus in her womb for nine months. So Mary will always, just like mold us, conform us, nourish us with her graces. And basically, there's a spirit of God, as I've mentioned, through her. And lastly, we do everything, you know, for Mary, because through this consecration, we begin to live more and more for Christ. Not about ourselves, but everything for God, for God alone. And when we do this through Mary, with Mary, in Mary, and for Mary, which is the interior practices of this devotion, we do it with, through, with, in, and for Jesus Christ. So, Brother, Brother Oliver, there would be people who would be listening or watching to our podcast um, who would be interested to consecrate their lives to Mary. Um, how could we encourage them? What are the benefits of a Marian consecration, especially the methods of St. Louis Marie de Montfort? So um, I think we have, in a way, um, answered that. But let me just recap that. There are, I mean, St. Louis wrote in here uh, the following effects that will take in, in place in a soul when we do the perfect consecration. But a total consecration, just to sum it up, wherein, wherein we give ourselves entirely to Mary in order to belong entirely to Jesus through her. So ourselves, our being, are conformed, united, and consecrated to Jesus. That is the benefit, really. We belong to Jesus, to the fold of the Lord. But um, St. Louis listed, and I'll mention to you this, that by the light and by the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we understand our own corruption because Our Lady will communicate, especially her gift 
her virtue of profound humility, which we then we examine that we are very far from, you know, from God, even yeah. though we, we say that we are, you know, we try to be zealous in everything, but by Our Lady, when she gives her profound humility, it makes the person despise oneself. She'll give the person a portion for faith. Remember in one of the litany, she is called, you know, um, Mary most faithful. She possessed the greatest gift of all faith from patriarchs, prophets, all everyone. She has this great faith and she'll give to that soul a portion of her faith. And then if you become scruples, for example, to become doubtful with things, she'll take that away, all the scruples of our hearts, and especially all those disordered uh, servile fear. We are not doing this because we are, we fear God. We fear basically of going to hell. No, she'll give and infuse in that soul that very love, the love for God. Okay, She will give us, and especially for those who will make this perfect consecration to Jesus, the great confidence in God that we are not going to approach God or Jesus on our own, but always with Mary, always with Mary. So, you know what, my dear friends, I can't really add anything to that. But what I could say this month, the month of August, is the month of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And, you know, I think the great, the, the greatest benefit of a Marian consecration is actually being united with the heart of our Immaculate Mother. And as we all know, the heart of our Immaculate Mother is similar to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Brother Oliver, what could you advise to the people who would like to start a Marian consecration, especially the method of St. Louis Marie de Montfort? Okay. Um, for those who have done their consecration, I am in a way, because I'm with the Montfort missionaries, there is what we call an association of Mary Queen of our hearts, okay? And I, it is my hope and wish that, I mean, there's a lot of people I have introduced this consecration, but please pray as well. Um, and I have already mentioned this in Rome, that I can bring the relics of St. Louis de Montfort in our country, around England, Wales, Scotland, hopefully, and hopefully encourage everyone. But for the moment, for those who wanted to do the consecration, you can get a copy, send me an email. Uh, my email address is abasolo, that's A-B-A-S-O-L-O, -O, number 35 at gmail.com. Okay, that's abasolo35 at gmail.com. I can always, we can always make probably a group uh, consecration. If, if you do that, there's always, especially with the WAF, we've been planning to do that. We can start. Um, we have a book, either this or another book that I am actually followed, I have followed in my last two years of consecration. We can do that. But obviously pray for the spirit of Our Lady because the spirit of Mary, as we've said, is the spirit of Christ. And in a way, our Lady will pave a way for you to do this perfect consecration to her son. So pray for that because Mary will, um, just to add a little bit of that is um, because our Blessed Mother, when we do this consecration, 
she will communicate itself to us that we glorify the Lord because her spirit will enter into the place of each of us, of our hearts, that our hearts and our whole being will rejoice in God, okay? Because she is the tree of life, um, as what St. Louis Marie de Montfort said, and it will, she will cultivate in our soul that fidelity, and she will bear fruit. If she is the tree, she will bear fruit, and that fruit is Jesus. Amen. Do you have any final words, brother? My final words. Um, I think probably um, I'll probably quote what what is quite important um, by Saint John Paul II. But before that, uh, just a bit of recap that the consecration of Mary is basically is about Christ must reign in the world. That Christ reign is actually through all of us to each of us, okay? And it becomes real only when we allow him to reign. When we say our yes, just like Mary, and accept Christ, that Christ may grow and come into our very own life. And who was the first one who said her yes? It was Mary. Let it happen as you have said. But obviously, God will respect our freedom. So God asked for Mary's consent before bringing about the incarnation. So my invitation is let us say our yes, our own very fear, just like our Blessed Mother. And to end this, St. Louis Marie de Mont, uh, St. Uh, John Paul II said that reading of this book, okay, was a decisive turning point in my life. That's what he said. I say turning point because it was a long inner journey. That's what you've related, brother, and also my journey. And it is very true. The perfect consecration or devotion is indispensable to anyone who means to give himself to Christ and to work the redemption, basically, um, it is the Montfort that I have taken this motto, totus tuus, which is, if you remember the, the coat of arms of St. Louis de Montfort, totus tuus is, I am all yours, I am all thine, and all that I have is yours through Mary, your Holy Mother. So thank you for <laughs> this opportunity, uh, Brother Ted. I know it's been a long, a long time before we can finally set this. And obviously at the back is the relics of St. Louis Marie de Montfort. Uh, we are blessed to have the relics with us. And on that smaller one um, relic is the relic of Blessed Marie Louise of Jesus. Wow. Uh, um, is also part of the Montfort family, the Lassages or the Daughters of Wisdom. So we thank both you know, all the saints in heaven, especially St. Louis and Blessed Marie Louise. Um, we felt their presence, you know, I'm only the, the spokesperson, but the person really simply Marie de Montfort. Physically here. Yeah. <laughs> all about consecration to Jesus through our Blessed Mother. Thank you very much, Brother Oliver. My dear friends, this is only an overview of the teachings of St. Louis. Pray for me because I'm hoping to unpack more of his teachings next year. I'd like to say that aside from the 
benefits of consecration, which we've just heard from Brother Oliver, there are also indulgences given to those who follow the methods of St. Louis, particularly from Pope Leo XIII and Pope Isaac X, especially if you pray the, the consecration prayer that St. Louis composed. You've got nothing to lose and more to gain in consecrating your life to Jesus through men. I would like to end with the words from Pope Pius XII. Um, this was during the canonization of St. Louis-Marie And Pope Pius XII said, Dear sons and daughters, we ardently desire that over and above the various manifestations of piety towards the Mother of God and our Mother, you take, all of you, from the treasure of the writings and example of our saint, that which constitutes the essence of his Marian devotion, his strong conviction of Mary's powerful intercession, his firm resolve to imitate as closely as possible the virtues of the Virgin of Virgins, the overwhelming fervor of his love for her and for Jesus. Let's pray the Hail Mary. Let the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Louis Marie de pray for us, Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. The Father, the Son, of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you very much, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear friends. Never forget that Mary keeps all of us in her Immaculate Heart. God bless and Ave Maria. Thank you, Brother Oliver. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed with this episode, please click the subscribe button. Ave Maria.